Put your hands together. 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 What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the UCB. Put your hands together. Please shut off your cell phones and please put your hands together for your host, Cameron Esposito. seats freely chosen. These are buckets from a leak. You don't give a fuck. You just want to see the long side? Alright. Let's hear for those people. Amazing choices. Amazing choices. Ryan up in the booth giving me a great intro as usual. Let's hear it for Ryan. I thank our photographer Megan Baker who always takes such amazing pictures of the show and she's here every week very integral member of the family let's hear from Megan now you've met so much of the team of course I'm Cameron Esposito your host and I mean what a host I am walked down on stage immediately noticed the buckets which I had been warned would be here but I didn't know their position sussed them out saw the triangulation of their seats really dug into it with crowd work how'd you get there you can see that I'm a great at my job now um thank you so much also there's a co-host on this show the wonderful Rhea Butcher and she will come out right now let's hear for Rhea here I am hi hey kid yes now, those of you who know the show, and I assume it's all of you, we're very famous. Um, very famous. Know that Rhea and I are not just hilarious stand-up comics, we're also uh, fiancés of each other. Of we each are fiancés. We are engaged. Of each other. My jean jacket's backstage, because tonight, Rhea gets to wear the jean jacket. It's a Rhea now. We debated it. We stood toe-to-toe. We each made our case. But you got to wear it tonight. Looks great. You look great. Thank you. Yeah, uh, that's my shirt also. Yeah, your shirt. <laughs> no problem. Um, not a problem. We are. What a day for us. Huge day. What a day for us. You Big guys, day. we have our periods. We both <laughs> have our periods. What a perfect time to fall down. Are you okay? I'm so stressed. Are you all right? Do you feel good? Great. Pratt Falls, nice. Whoopsie Daisy. And I, you know what? I like that you were kind. You didn't want to disturb these people. You risked your life so that they would not have to let you back in after going to what I assume was the washroom, right? Nailed it. Um, <laughs> while you were falling, I told them that we have our periods. Yeah. <laughs> At the same time. At the same time. This didn't happen for like the first... How many years of our dating? I don't know. We've been dating for what, 30 years now? (laughs) For the first 30 years, nothing. (laughs) Well, given some of that time, we were pre-menses. Pre-natal. We We didn't... We're not pre-natal. I'm 33. I know. I just... Pre-natal is funnier, even if it's not true. You're right. (laughs) I just... I'm not going to ever bow down to to Hollywood's... Thinking that I should lie about my age. I'll tell you how old I am. I'm Jesus years whether old. Whether you were a whether you were a toddler or a fetus, 
Yeah. I'm gonna lie about that. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. We know why. Because I think it's so why? silly that women uh, lie about their their age and why they're they're pressured to lie about their age. Sure. Because the thing is, I either look amazing for 33, and I do, <laughs> or like a shitty 27. <laughs> lie about their age I'm always like what happened like how much sun damage sure could have caused you to look like you're in your early 30s and killing it while you're in your late to mid 20s do you understand what I'm saying like I want to tell you my age because I look great for it I don't want to be some 16 year old you know yeah if I'm 16 what has happened to my breasts (laughs) yeah you saw me in a bikini, you'd be like, that 16-year-old needs to go to the doctor. <laughs> she looks awful. She needs to go see one of those better-looking doctors. Yeah. Fix up my face. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them, you forgot the word plastic surgery. That's what I meant. <laughs> All your blood's in your butt, in your... In my what? (laughs) I get it. All your blood's in your body. This is my blood bucket. Yeah. I get it. All your blood's in your bucket. No. Um, (laughs) Hang on. I got to empty my diva bucket. I'll be right back. (laughs) Oh. Oh. All right. (laughs) Hang on. It's like a pulley system. It's up there. Harry is under it. (laughs) And she burns it to the ground. And then my hand comes out of a grave. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yes. That's always the laugh. That movie's got for. a good got good boobs in it. You know what now? Carrie. <laughs> Carrie, because when she's like when she's shout when she's like oh these up. women have better bodies than me. Those women have good bodies for yeah, sixteen. Do. Yeah. <laughs> you know what other movie has good uh, naked women showering bodies? Sixteen candles. 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 <laughs> at the beginning when the, the woman is in the shower yes hot the blonde woman <laughs> right. that later is drunk and I guess now that I'm realizing it she gets date raped She's wow date raped. I just realized that Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. It's in the movie. Throw out your DVDs. Yeah. Crap. Yeah. Not to mention it's incredibly racist, that film. Sure. <laughs> sure. Oh, are you still stuck on I'm the rape I'm stuck part? on the rape. I'm oh, okay. sorry. I will eventually Apologize. get to Long, Long Duck Dong, but just right now. <laughs> Wowzers. Because <laughs> they just, like, dump her in a car. Sure. And then with a nerd. What's his neck? What's his neck? Gets to yeah. Brain. That's a bummer. Um, Go back to periods. Yeah. <laughs> I was in. Speaking of date rape, I was in. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> this is my blood bucket. <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought that was the safer bet? <laughs> That's the better. Place More period be. material. Put them at ease. <laughs> Quick, somebody fall down and hurt themselves. <laughs> so everybody can relax. <laughs> I was in Iowa last week. Yeah. You recall, because you were here hosting the show. And I yes. was in Iowa, and I called you and said, here I am, I made it. And um, 
I had the weirdest experience in the hotel. Oh, what happened? Well, I was checking in. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was checking in at the hotel at the desk, you know, where you check in. Oh, the desk, yes. I was with my sister. She was traveling. Oh, with your me. sister. You've met her. Your future sister. My future sister. Well, your current sister, too. Which sister? In laws. Just kidding, we're not sisters. <laughs> Accidentally make a monster baby. <laughs> it's not even legal already. <laughs> yeah. What is it going to be? M- more illegal? More illegal. Yeah. <laughs> Give us your worst, Indiana. <laughs> make a pizza for this wedding. Two lesbian sisters. <laughs> So there I was with my sister, not you, our other sister. Right. And our sister. Yeah. I was, sit, I was standing there, and as we were at the desk, this gentleman came in. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, he couldn't have had more stringy, waggly hair and, mm. a, and a beard very, Ugh. very shiny. And so very he, weird descriptors for those two things. <laughs> shiny. Well. In the fur. Did it make you... Sp- sp- oh, you told me recently I can't pronounce this right. Sparse. Yeah, sparse. It's sparse. Okay, who cares? <laughs> Unless you were talking but about wait. a football team. Yes, sparse hairs is so much better. Oh. Sparse hars? I don't think so. <laughs> Terrible. That's a stupid way to talk. Sparse hars. Yeah. He had all these sparse hairs on his face. <laughs> Sidling up to the desk, with sparse hairs, as if he was a part of our group. But he <laughs> came in afterwards, and he was staying very close to me, like we are and now. And then the gentleman, exactly like this. Okay. And then the gentleman that was checking us in was like, asked me for my credit card information, my Wait license. A am I you or are you? You're am I him. Me. I'm him. And I'm you. Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure. He was to my left. Yeah. <laughs> that is how I stand. I'm so spunky. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So spunky. I'm being you. One of these, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so... Um, I like my best! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta push it out like that. No time for talking. Gotta push it out. Gotta wear a vest! Yeah. <laughs> I guess the answer is yes. I do have an impression of you. There it was. Say yes to the vest. <laughs> Say yes to the vest! <laughs> I hate this. I hate this. <laughs> so anyway, I was standing at the desk with uh, my vest. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, you're gonna be so mad when you see how serious this story gets. <laughs> okay. There he was, sparse hearts on his face. I was turning over my information to the man, and I sort of tried to turn my body so that he couldn't see what it was, because he was leaning. Now are you you, or am I him? You're me. Okay. I'm him, yeah. I was trying to block his view from my stuff, because I don't want him to know my credit card information and all that other stuff. My home address on my driver's license, which is not accurate, because I'm like the wind. (laughs) She's like the wind. Actually sung by Patrick Swayze. Just letting you know. Um, but 
What a dancer, you know? It's just so, I know, I was just thinking about his waistline. Yeah, that's where I, my mind went too. What a waist, Johnny. Anyway. <sighs> so we were, I was waiting, and then the gentleman would not, I was trying to just like kind of give body language, like, I'm sure. at the desk, and you can wait a second. Uh, and Did the gentleman checking us in was so young, he, like, I don't think realized what was going on, because I think he was probably a college student, college he was, town, he and was I was prenatal. Sitting. He was just a little young. He didn't understand, really, that you should, like, wait and ask, mm-hmm. maybe for credit card information when somebody's not staying directly there. Sure. And so then eventually, uh, he was going to give us our room number, and before he wrote down our room number or said it out loud, sure. which sometimes happened, I just said to him, um, can you not say our room number out loud for just a second? And then I turned to the guy next to me, and I said, hey, can you give us a little bit of space? Which, by the way is a totally polite, normal way to ask for space. (laughs) And he said, what? And I said, I'm sorry, can you just give us a little bit of space? We're just checking in. We're about to get our room number. Just checking in. And he was like, uh... He goes, uh, you gotta get out of Iowa more often. (laughs) Which is the weirdest slam in this situation. It's very weird. Because the reason that I've left so... uh, The reason that I was nervous giving my room number in front of a creepy dude is because I've left Iowa so very much. So many times, yes. It's because I know shit goes awry and I know who is the perpetrator of awry shit. Yes. It's the guy with the sparse heart. Or just dudes in general. And I'm going to make a blanket statement here. Here's the thing. (laughs) I'm going to make a bucket statement. Yeah. So here, here's the thing. Now, uh, I think what he, I think he was offended. Also, then the guy did eventually write our room number down, but he did it like with like so many flourishes. Sure. That the guy was definitely getting a big pen out. Fear, yeah, yeah, just like writing it in the air. Five thirteen. You know, I, but um, smoke signals. But I think that. Was that 513. I think that. Uh, what is weird about that is that the guy didn't understand why I didn't trust him. Like, in that moment. I think that the guy didn't understand why I was asking for space. And I know there's lots of dudes here, um, and I, you know, this is out of respect for you that I say this. Um, I know that you might think, well, Cameron, why don't you want me to know your room? <laughs> and the reason is because I don't want you to know where I'm going to be later. (laughs) Women don't want strange men to know where they're going to be later. And the reason, rape and murder. (laughs) Two reasons. (laughs) And you could say, Cameron, I'm a man. That doesn't mean I'm a rapist. Well, Statistically, yes, it does. Yes, it does. You probably are. I mean, not you specifically, but you in general. More of you than me. Generally, more you than me. Sure. And I think that it's strange that men get very upset about this. And they want you to be like, just, oh, come on! No impression on that one? (laughs) Oh, come on! Oh, come on! Oh, you don't trust us? We're trustworthy? Let us stand close. Let us know your room number. And then we will prove we can be trusted. (laughs) And it doesn't work. 
Don't crowd us and scream in our faces. Sure. Don't stare at our room numbers. No. When someone says, like, I need a little space, I feel unsafe, what you could do is you could just say, oh, whoopsie daisy. <laughs> I don't think a man has literally ever said the phrase, whoopsie daisy. Well, you only think that because you've never seen the Hugh Grant phenomenal film, Notting Hill. Uh, wow. Wherein it is a man. That he falls off of a fence and says whoopsie daisy to Julia Roberts before landing her for the rest of their lives together. (laughs) Oh man, I can't believe you walked right into that. I guess what I'm saying is I feel like instead of forcing trust, sure. what you should do is actually show that you're trustworthy right. by giving enough space where then you can be invited to the room. <laughs> Much better approach. Like, I'm never going to be stoked to find, like, a dude outside my door, but let's say something crazy happens and there's a dude involved later, I'll slide him a room key and I'll write on him. The number of the room. <laughs> you know? I just mean like sure. you'll know when you're invited. Alright. <laughs> what, you never did that? No. I find that hard to believe, Rhea. I find it hard to believe that you've never slid a room key to a man. Can't say that I have. <laughs> Welp. <laughs> well, we solved that issue. Yep. Men I'm checking in at hotels. And an ending for that, but do you have any sure. thoughts on what I spoke of? Do you find that, that we should just implicitly trust dudes, or do you think dudes should be a little chiller? I think dudes should be a little chiller. Um, about the crowding of the space and also yeah. maybe a little less chill about spreading their legs on the subway. Oh. <laughs> I'd say tighten that one up a little bit. You know what I do? You know what I, you know what I do when I see a guy his legs are so wide on the subway? Yeah, what do you do? I go sit right in the middle. <laughs> next time... Oh, you saved my spot! We should take a knee next time and be like, ooh, yeah! Yeah, like a little kid. Me first? Is that how you're assuming we stand? I think he will. I think he will See, move. I like to battle. I like to give him more because when this lady spreads her legs wide open on a subway, everybody runs. It's perfect. <laughs> They're like, "What the?" I always win. Yeah. It's the battle of I'm the bulge. Trying to think of something. <laughs> Yeah, but the secret is there's nothing there's in there. There's no bulge. <laughs> she just wears one. Healthy men's, move. Men's faster. Um, <laughs> yep, well, we solved that's it. it. Yep, that's about it. Guys, that's Rio Butcher. This is Cameron Esposito. We're going to get the rest of the show started. Now, this first comic, uh, come to stage, he is a pal of ours in from New York. He's never done the show before. Whenever it's somebody's first time on the show, we go crazy for them. Very funny man. We're so excited he could be there tonight. Let's hear around for Sheng Wang, guys. Give it up for Sheng. That was a great set. Thank you, Cameron. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, and you live in New York. I live in New York. But you're in L.A. for a little bit, and 
Are you going out at night and doing a lot of shows? I'm, I'm, I'm hanging out here, enjoying the how rainy often, weather. <laughs> how often do you come to LA? Not that often. Do you, do you, have you done other shows besides this one since you've been here? I've done a few shows. I've done like, um, what was that yesterday? I did another show here yesterday, the Crash Test Oh, Dummies. yeah. Oh, cr- yeah, Crash Test, yeah. The Spitz last night. I also did the business at Little right. Joy. Um, How have you? Do you think it's? I mean, I think the scenes are so different. It's like fascinating. Does yeah. it seem different to you at all? I don't know if I have a great, you know, perspective because right. I'm here just for a week or so, right. and I'm, I'm getting put up as much, as much as I almost want. You know, yeah, like people have been very so that's generous. Really that's kind of right. the different experiences when you visit. So you're also. It sounds like you're getting. Well, Spitz is a little bit like more of a typical LA show because what, what's wonderful about the UCB is that the overall like brand and mm-hmm. like Amy Poehler's name Brian. gives us a great audience yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but a lot of times we have a hard time just drawing people in to LA shows versus like New York just people try to go out so much in that city mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. shows are packed like shows yeah. are packed all the time in every random bar that they're... Yeah, well, I don't know if that's true. Not every random bar. Oh, my God, yes, bar. this is, is great. I love I that you're know, telling me more about... Yeah, I mean, you find I, I've, I've, I've been doing a, a little bit less bar shows. Yeah. I've done... I've, the ones I do tend to be the better ones, but there are bar shows that are not that Where packed, do you go up in, sure. in New York, mostly? Um, I, in terms of club work, I get a lot of yeah. love from the cellar. Great. Um, so you're, like, a regular there? I'm a regular there. Um, what does I haven't that been there mean? for long. How many, like I, I, I'm there every week, a week, but a few, a few a week, which is a lot. I don't know. I mean, it depends on the week. week it's different week to week, yeah. but I'm very grateful for that. I mean, that place is amazing. Yes. It's almost too amazing that it's like you don't want to mess it up. So there's almost <laughs> this pressure like every time still. Like it's not a place where, where I'm comfortable just being super How long loose. ago did you get in there? Not that long, so a few months. Okay. And so that's precious to me. Yeah. Um, and, and it's a huge and, and it's deal, a at just a, from like an approval perspective. I mean, yeah, it's like yeah, two things yeah. going on. Number one, then you get to do those great shows. Right. But also like if you're past there, it means, it something. means something to yeah. comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they pay well. They treat you well. They're very, yeah. they, 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 they run the business very well. So I'm really grateful for that. So um, New York listeners to our show could go see you there yeah, at the cellar. Yeah, at the comedy cellar, and which is a great show. And then they would feel very cool and like they were watching Louie, but in a live yeah, version. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's, it's almost always sold out because I think yeah. Louie's show has right. boosted it incredibly it more. Top, it's, sure. already, it's already been, it's over the last 10 years, it's been building right. to be a big venue. I mean, it's wild, though, to film a show somewhere. Just go in that closet. <laughs> anyway, all right. It was rad to talk to you just about some random stuff. Yes. Whatever you're doing that way. Yeah, Good yeah, luck yeah. With it. Thank you so much. I've been, I've been. I can't wait to hear more about what you're up to in the future. Thank you, Karen. Yeah, bud. Keep going with Shang Wang one more time. He is hilarious. Uh, we're gonna keep the show rolling. A good, an old, an old friend of mine and a good friend of mine. Let's hear right now, Mr. Ramon Rivas, guys, give it up for Ramon. Thank you. Keep it going for Cameron. Uh, she said my name is Ramon Rivas. Uh, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, I used to live out there with my sister because it was super duper free. Uh, she's a goat. Arranged for me. Uh, she has three kids, and I like most of them. Uh, like, my oldest nephew, Josiah, is cool. Like, I asked him if he was hungry one day. He was like, yeah, I'm hungry like a wolf. <laughs> I was like, you really need to stop listening to Duran Duran. Uh, 
just about to get real awkward for you. My youngest nephew's cool. Uh, like, I asked him what he did for his birthday. He was like, we just went to a, a late breakfast and I took a nap. Uh, I was like, you really need to stop looking up to me. Uh, I'm in a different life position. He caught me playing, uh, I was playing basketball uh, on my Xbox one day, and he was like, I don't get why you play this game. I was like, oh, because I, I like basketball. He's like, yeah, but why do people play basketball? I'm like, oh, because you want you know, you want to win the game. He's like, yeah, but why? I was like, well, because if you win enough games, you get to the championship, and you win the championship, you get a trophy, and then you're the best. And he's like, yeah, but why do people want to do that? I was like, man, I don't know. I think it has something to do with their dads. Uh, <laughs> So I was like, you don't want to play any sports? He's like, he thought about it. He's like, nah. I was like, why not? And he was like, I guess I just don't like trying. Uh, <laughs> which from an 11-year-old is crazy to hear. Like, and I feel like if I was his dad, I'd be like, man, you can't say shit like that. We're going to try something out tomorrow. But since I'm just his uncle, I was like, man, I don't like trying shit either sometimes. Because uh, <laughs> I tried out, like, I made the football team when I was in, in high school, and I was in a huddle. Uh, the, I wasn't bent down far enough, so the dude hit me on top of the helmet. And I don't like getting treated like that. Uh, so I just went ahead and fell right into his knee uh, and just tore his ACL. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, this is too much power. I can't do this. Uh, I wasn't even moving, and I ripped that dude's uh, leg. So I quit football, and I was like, oh, I'll go play soccer. I had a bunch of friends that play soccer because I had a bunch of white friends. So uh, I was like, I'll play soccer, and like, you have to run a lot. And I got like four warm-up laps around the field, and I just threw up uh, from running too much. Because that's when I realized like, I'll never run for joy. It's uh, <laughs> something a lot of people do, but I just don't. Like, I, when I run, I, I only run when I'm in a panic. Uh, and even then, I don't feel like I'm running. I feel like I'm just stepping harder and going at the same exact speed as walking. Uh, but then I was like, oh, I, you know what? I could throw a shot put like really far, uh, so I was going to do that. And they were like, well, you got to be ready to run any race in case of an emergency. And I was like, what terrible emergency <laughs> would leave your worst runner? It's uh, the only person left. I was like, whatever. Uh, so I get a couple warm up plays. I throw up from that. So I was like, all right, I can't, I can't, I can't do track. So I wound up, uh, I played four years of varsity tennis. Uh, I wasn't good, but I was the last not shitty person on the team. Uh, which led to me having a big random assortment uh, of partners. Uh, the worst of which was this dude we called him Gay Brandon. It wasn't a hateful thing. Uh, there were two dudes on the, the team named Brandon. Both of them were black, one of them was gay. So I was like, all right, that's his nickname. Uh, <laughs> and we're in the middle of a match against our arch rivals across, uh, across town. And uh, every point, like I get a volley going and he hit it in that. I get a volley going and he hit it in that. Every point for three sets. In the last set, he just drops his racket and he's like, I hate tennis! <laughs> and I was like, me too. And I just threw up from running too much. Uh, so I feel exactly where my nephew's coming from. Uh, I'm not like a sports. The only kid I have issues with is my, my, my niece, Amarisa. She's like 13. She's just real mean to me. And like, I don't know why. Like, I try to be nice to her. So one day I was like, hey, Amarisa, what do you want to do today? We'll go to the mall, the movies, whatever you want to do, we're going to do. She looked right back at me like, all I want you to do is get away from me because you're fat and ugly. <laughs> and like, she didn't even have her glasses on. Uh, 
I just like it hurt my feelings, and then like I don't know how to break it to her that she looks just like me. Uh, it's like you better hope that mustache thins out a little bit. Uh, she been a little nicer to me. Like she recently last year, she asked if I would come to her school and tell jokes for Hobby Day. And I was like, oh, that's cool. You think my career's a hobby. Uh, <laughs> rock this. My sister texted me. She was like, hey, the teacher closed out sign-ups for your session. I was like, why? What happened? Not enough kids sign up? She was like, no. She had 129 kids sign up. She just didn't think you could handle anymore. And I was like, I wish she would have thought of that 101 kids ago. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know, like, now I didn't know what to do. My only goal going into it was to inspire at least one kid to not go to college. Uh, that's all I wanted to do. Uh, I, I just asked, like, hey, guys, what's the funniest TV show or movie you've seen? This one little fifth grader raised his hand. He was like, Three Stooges! I was like, well, he must not have cable. Uh, this other little sixth grader raised his hand. He was like, my favorite movie is Pineapple Express, which is a weed movie. I was like, dude, that is awesome. But I don't think we can talk about that right now because this is not a charter school. I'm not about to get the teacher fired. Uh, so... Uh, after his session, he came right up to me. He was like, you know the other movie's really funny, Mr. Reeves? Cheech and Chomp. I was like, man, your parents sound cool. <laughs> or terrible. Uh, uh, before I get out, I got a couple of thank you letters from the kids. I'll read a couple. Dear Mr. Reeves, thank you for coming to our school and teaching us about how to be funny. I know that it might have been a waste of your time. but I enjoyed it. Uh, that's a little kid that already knows how to read people's body language. Uh, <laughs> it was very interesting to know that you could make jokes so easily. Also, you can make them out of such simple topics. Fuck this kid. Uh, <laughs> I normally talk about a wide range of topics. I'm talking like fifth and sixth graders, so I mostly just talked about my roommate's chickens. Uh, <laughs> Your time was valuable to us because we got to learn new things we never knew. Also, I got to get out of class and do something much better than learning. Uh, dear Mr. Ramon, thank you for coming to our school. I like the jokes about the chickens with your roommate. You were very funny, and I hope you get fames. Also, I think you can become fames like Kevin Hart. By the way, if I ever hear of that you have, I will see if I can go. Uh, <laughs> which is my favorite part, that this kid thinks I could become one of the biggest comics in the world, and if I do, they'll think about coming. Uh, <laughs> they don't want to commit right now, they might have plans. Dear Mr. Rivas, hi, my name's Olivia. Thank you for coming to our school. You're really funny. Uh, I really like how you make jokes out of things that have previously happened to you. Uh, <laughs> Which I'm glad that even children recognize I spit that real shit all the time. Like, like an episode of Vice Mixed with The Wire. Uh, ever since you've been here, I've also been trying to make jokes out of things that have happened to me. Now when I grow up, I want to be a comedian too. Boom. Goal achieved. Right? Uh, thanks again. I can't wait to see you next year. Your friend, Olivia. I don't know how to break it to her that I'm not coming back. Uh, all right, guys. Thanks a lot. Have a good night. You guys, give it up for
Ramona's from Cleveland, Ohio, and I'm from Akron, Ohio. And little uh, little tr- tidbit, little trivia, we are one of 80 people to have ever left Ohio. So, we're doing it. Uh, we're going to keep this show going with a really funny comic, amazing on Twitter. You guys give it up for Julia Rossi. <laughs> I live in New York and I had the most involved catcall of my life recently. This guy goes, hey, beautiful. And I ignored him. And then he goes, friend. And I still ignored him. And then he got fed up and goes, bitch. And I was like, we just had an entire relationship. Like that was all the stages of dating. So kind of miss him now. I, uh... (laughs) I was in a relationship for eight years, and then when that ended, I immediately got into another relationship for four years because I don't know how to be alone. Uh, Why would I want to be alone with my thoughts when I can be with another person and control their thoughts, right? That's what love is all about. I... uh, I was married to the first guy, and he is ugh, the ex-husband I've always dreamed of. He is just so delightful. We had a really nice split. I know this because I wrote on Facebook, I'm getting a divorce, and he was the first one to click like. So that's how we kept it friendly and whatnot. So after 12 years of relationships, I just had my first single year in 12 years, and uh, I had a good amount of, uh, you know, casual sex, which whenever I say that, I just imagine people in sweatpants humping, just being like, totes cash, and uh, (laughs) here's the thing with casual sex, and I don't want to speak for all straight women, but for me, sometimes I would have casual sex with a guy, we would hook up. I would have no feelings for him afterwards, and it was great. Mission accomplished. But then sometimes I would have casual sex with a guy. I didn't want to have feelings for him, but his penis, it would uh, hit my heart. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I love you. Like, I didn't want, I don't want, like, your, your dick legit hit my heart. Like, how am I supposed to ignore that? So just text me. You know, like, just that's all I'm asking, because you entered my home and I just want you to come back to visit. Um, that's, that's all I'm trying to say. I, uh, my favorite position is doggy style, um, which is lying around all day and only getting excited when food is around. That's what, that's what that is. I, um, I recently did a new position. So like, you guys all know what 69ing is. It's like the most laborious, stupidest position in the world. Because you're supposed to like enjoy yourself and you're also doing work. And then you like are trying to moat, but you have something in your mouth. So you're like, oh, oh, like it's just, it's a mess. And um, I did this new position called uh, 269ing. And it's when you're having a threesome. And the other two people are hooking up, and you're in the corner, the number two, going, when do I get to go home? Um, And then they kick you out of bed, and they're like, we're not paying for your Uber. Uh, And that's that's how that works. I I really like romance. I love breakfast in bed. I don't understand why breakfast in bed is considered romantic, but when I have lunch, dinner, dessert, and a box of wine in bed, everyone's so concerned. You know, it's like, don't judge how I spend my month, right? It's my business if I want to be sad in bed and eating. I, uh, I, I suffer from depression and anxiety, but really it's my friends that suffer because they have to hear about it all the time. That's really 
the people that it's affecting the most. I have a lot of anxiety, and I really wish that there was a way that we could take all our anxiety, transfer it into energy, and then we could use that energy to charge our phones. Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> right? Like, you're walking down the street, and you're like, oh my god, I'm a piece of shit. What am I going to do? 100% battery. And then... <laughs> Great. Living in New York, it's really hard to find a place to have an anxiety attack in private. So I, I want to develop an app called I Feel that tells you the nearest location where you can have a breakdown in private, right? Do you know what I mean? So like, say you're like walking in Herald Square and you feel yourself starting to freak out and you put in the location. It's like, quick, go to the Macy's Junior's department and there's an empty handicapped dressing room where you can just cry and rock back and forth to bad techno. You know what I mean? And be like, why? That's what... I don't even know that I'm always crying because I'm sad. I think it's just part of my ethnicity because I'm Italian and like I'm I'm destined to be an Italian grandmother that's constantly crying. Have you ever like talked to an elderly ethnic woman? They always sound like they're crying even when they're happy, right? Like my grandmother would call me and she would be like, Hey, Julia, I just want to call and say I'm so happy for you. And that's the reason why older ethnic women never have... They're always housewives, because what job can you have with that voice, right? (laughs) Can't be like, Hello? This is your flight to Captain Murray speaking. (laughs) Sit back, relax, enjoy the ride. (laughs) No, I can't, Murray. Um... (laughs) Thank you for that. I, uh, this is the one thing, though, about like sadness and, and whatever. I love that I'm a girl because I can deal with it by crying and no one ever says anything to me. Like, like That's the thing about, you know, I know women have to deal with a lot of stuff. We have to deal with catcalling, as I mentioned, and you know the penis hitting the heart. And what else do we deal with? We get paid less than men and we get raped. Blah, blah, blah. Bitches be complaining. But here's, here's the cool thing about being a woman is that when I feel sad, I can put on some glitter. I can listen to Madonna. I can call one of my friends crying and go, will you come over and play with my hair? And at no point do I have to say no homo, right? At no point do I have to say pause or whatever, like anything to defend the fact that I'm a human being with feelings, right? Like I feel so bad for guys because like I walk around crying all the time. Like, I think testosterone is just pent-up tears, right? Because if I couldn't cry all the time, I'd be a jerk, too. Like, I get it. I Not all guys are jerks, just the ones that broke my heart. But I'm just saying, I get it. Like, there, I have, when I walk around crying, nobody's ever pointed at me and gone, pussy. You know what I mean? Like, maybe, like, a creepy guy has pointed at my crotch and been like, pussy. But no one... <laughs> has ever called me a pussy. And so I, f- I really feel bad for guys that you are raised like that. Because if anything, when I do call my friend to come over and play with my hair, I'm like, maybe homo. You know what I mean? Like, maybe <laughs> my friend will care so much about me that she'll hook up with me. I'll feel better. And I'm still not gay. Do you know what I mean? I still, as a woman, can do whatever I want. So um, we're the best. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> Guys, Julia, let's hear one more time for Julia Rossi. Oh, I think Julia, Julia and Shang were both making great points about dudes not being able to love each other. You guys, you, you can. I want you to. 
Get in there, little buddies. <laughs> Ain't nothing to worry about. It's gonna be safe. Gonna be safe in there. How are you doing? Rough? Is everything okay? What happened? That? <laughs> Bathroom? Falling down the stairs incident? We had a work event at an indoor trampoline park. That, number one, where do you work? That's a terrible idea. <laughs> you had a work event at an indoor trampoline event. Did they make you sign a release? Like your work? Did your work make you sign a release? Sue the shit out of your job. <laughs> His boyfriend is a liar, so we're going to. Great. Well, we dealt with that. <laughs> Is it what happened to it? What'd you do? This is embarrassing. Oh, it, I, it's not meant to be. I'm on your side, obviously. I'm like, fuck the man, you know, take the money. You tore your ACL? Oh no! In front of your whole work? Oh no! That's genuinely really tough. I'm so sorry about that. How quickly did you know that, I mean, did you hear it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, do you guys not know how niche shit is crazy? <laughs> yeah, you heard it. And then did you, how, what was your composure level right afterwards? Yeah, and your coworkers are like, she is asking for childbirth. <laughs> Please call an ambulance. Wowzers. And did you have surgery? Not yet. Not yet. Waiting on it? Gonna happen? Yeah. Okay. And arthroscopic, I'm assuming? Yeah. Okay. Phew. Yeah, it's gonna be totally chill. Gonna be, oh, guys, don't worry. I've had two knee surgeries. She came to just the right place. <laughs> What do you guys need to know about knee surgery and Notting Hill? <laughs> also, lots of other stuff. My bank of knowledge is extensive. Um, yeah, I've had a couple knee surgeries. Have you ever had surgery before? Um, yeah. Yeah, did you have a general anesthetic? Did they put you all the way under? I did. Yeah, so it's not that crazy. It's just a little weird, because they start the counting, and you're like, I, maybe it's not gonna work. <laughs> Just is like, and you're gonna go to sleep in five seconds. You're like, but what if I die? Like that's the like. Yeah, that's the most terrifying part. The most terrifying part is is not the sleeping. It's the idea that you might not sleep, for sure. You're gonna be fine. They're gonna totally do it. It's gonna be totally no problem. Then afterwards, you're gonna nice. You're gonna nice. You're gonna ice the shit out of it for a real long time. I recommend lots of Netflix. Bound was just put on Netflix as recently as today. I don't know. That's when I noticed it, and I immediately watched it. If you haven't seen it, boy, is it a great movie. Gina Gershon, Jennifer Tilly, lesbianism. Really good movie. So you're gonna be you're gonna totally get through this. I believe in you. And you're still going to work, or have they given you just like an extended time off? We what in what in what job does one have spring break? I work in an elevator. 
You work at an elementary. Were <laughs> while this happened, were kids with you? No, thank God. No. That would have been crazy. <laughs> Take one of the kids and shove it inside me. of teachers and principals were like, oh, thank God, the kids are gone. Let's go to trampoline park! We had to tell them to reevaluate their choices. At the very least, it should be like a BW3, a Buffalo Wild Wings. Wow, shit, that's crazy. So you're on spring break, and then are you going to have to go right back to school? Yeah. Wow. And you're just going to, what age kids do you teach? I don't teach. I'm Sure. <laughs> what do you do? I'm an administrator. You're an administrator? Yeah. Like you scold the kids? <laughs> yes, right, a little bit, sometimes. Do they have to be sent to you ever? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. God, you're going to freak the fuck out of them. <laughs> Imagine if you went to, like, your principal and then she had a giant wrap around her knee and then she was like, I broke this and I'm still here, you know? Really scary shit. I think you use it, yeah. Just be like, the last time somebody crossed me, it was myself. And look what I did! <laughs> It. It's not bad. Guys, please round of applause for this guy. You're a great sport, and I believe in you. It's going to be okay. Yes, guys. Oh, boy, what a show we have had. We got two comics left. Give it in your hearts for two more amazing comics. I knew you did. We love this dude, L.A. Comic. So glad to have one of those on the show. Am I right, L.A.? Pride. <laughs> Guys, let's hear right now for Andrew Michon. Give it up for Andrew. Hi, how are you all doing tonight? You folks doing well? Oh, cool. You guys are good up here? Cool. I'll assume the rest of you are great as well. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm so happy to be here. I really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to what I have to say for a little bit. Um, this is such a great show. I'm so happy to be a, I'm so happy to be a part of it. Uh, I would just like to start the show in a way that makes me feel comfortable, and I hope you're all comfortable with me doing what I'd like to do up here. So if everyone could please join me. This is important to me. Please join me all at once. Close your eyes for a quick prayer. Thank you very much. I do Okay, a couple of you are laughing. The comedy actually has not started. This is the prayer. Thank you. I do appreciate your respect. Thanks a lot. Okay. Maybe even a light change would be nice. Okay. I'll, I'll pray for that in my prayer. Okay. Dear God. Hey, it's me, Andrew. Uh, please, just, please just give me a great set here tonight, God. Uh, hope this audience loves me as much as I love you. Although, to be fair, that's probably not possible. Can't wait to see you on Sunday, God. I hope the party at your house is still on. Uh, just give me a great set. I'm here at the UCB Theater, which is one of Los Angeles' top 7,000 comedy venues. And I like pretty much everything about this venue, except the stadium seating is a bit awkward for me because I'm not as close to you as I'd like to be, God. Usually at shows, I'm on a stage. I'm the closest one to you, but here I'm the furthest away. But it's okay because in my heart, 
we're very close. So thank you so much, God. I feel the light shining down on me on the stage, and it's just a metaphor for the light that you are in my life. And <laughs> please just give me a great set, and please fix this woman's ACL. She really needs it. And <laughs> lastly, if you could also just please fix my mom, I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> Not sure why you messed her up so bad in the first place. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. You guys can open your eyes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, there's an applause break usually. That is appropriate. Thank you so much. I do appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. What up, bitches? Y'all ready to get nasty? <laughs> yeah, this ain't Sunday yet, motherfuckers. Anyone out there got any children for sale? Seriously, children for sale. I need 72 pounds of kid by midnight. Okay, I'm going to take a quick step back from those two false personas I just created in front of you. I do apologize. That was a bit of deception and trickery. I am sorry. It's just the truth is, people who look like me are usually either like exceedingly sweet and innocent, like nauseatingly so, or like sociopathic serial killers. I've got kind of like a choir boy Hitler youth look going on, which I'm aware of. You know, like I look like I would kill someone, but like for a good cause. So I just like to start off my set with both ends of the extreme, hopefully show you guys who I am by showing you who I'm not. Um, so catch you all up to speed. Is anyone confused? Let's connect you all deeply and emotionally. Um, has anyone here ever had sex with anyone for any reason or anything? <laughs> yeah? Hell yeah. Very proud of that. I like it. All right. Sexuality. Um, yeah, I think sexuality is a fascinating part of being a human. We all have our own personal sexual journeys. Some folks on stage already have talked about their own journey with sexuality. Um, for me personally, um, I am straight which is kind of surprising because I was actually raised gay. Um, yeah. yeah, totally true, 100% true. I was raised gay, um, it's not a lie. Basically, I was raised exclusively by my mother, uh, rest in peace. And while she was raising me, she's not dead, she just lives in a later time zone, you know? It's late here, even later there, so rest in peace to her. And um, she does need those eight hours, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so I was raised by my mom, and this is a true story. While she was raising me, the first time this happened was when I was about 14 or so. She sat me down, and she's like, Andrew, I just want to let you know, you're my boy. I'll love you. I'll accept you no matter who you are. If you have anything to tell me, please tell me. I'm just like, Mom, what are you talking about? She's like, I just want to let you know, if you're gay, you can tell me I'll love and accept you no matter what. I was like, Mom, that is so sweet and loving, and I appreciate it deeply, and I would be completely honest if I had absolutely anything to share, but the truth is, I personally am straight. She said, okay, Andrew. You'll figure it out. <laughs> Genuinely. <laughs> Genuinely said that to a 14-year-old me. And uh, yeah, about six months later, she sat me down and had practically the same conversation. Where she's like, so, Andrew, you come to any deep-seated realizations about who you are as a person recently? Read any books? Met any boys? Read any blogs? I'm just like, Mom, again, thank you so much. That is so loving and open of you. And I wish everyone in the world had a mother as loving and accepting as you're being towards me right now. And I would be so honest if I had anything to share. But like I said, I'm just straight. I have a girlfriend. She's sitting right here. She's like, I think Stacy deserves to know the truth about who you are, Andrea. So yeah, I'm in my mid-twenties. Mom has finally accepted the straight thing is not a phase. Uh, it's good. It feels good. It's a struggle for me, and it does feel good. And um, yeah, I've been just crushing pussy ever since. Uh, anyone? No, I'm just kidding. I actually, I'm kidding. No, no, don't clap with that. The pussy, uh, I don't like the word pussy. It's really gross. It's really dehumanizing towards women. We're just in a very specific part of their body. I don't like the word pussy. I'll get into pussy later. Well, I won't get into pussy later. I'll get into the idea of the word pussy. Maybe in a later joke, if we have time. Anyone have time? All right, what time is it? Anyone? Okay, 9.07. Podcast people are not going to get that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> there's a big old 9.07 in here, just for all the podcast folks. Um, so I saw something pretty funny recently uh, that was funny to me. Maybe you guys will think it's funny as well. Um, I was driving down the street on Sunset Boulevard, a street we all know and love. And um, well, I, I hope so, God willing. And um, 
There's something funny. There's a piece of graffiti on a building that was very funny to me. Um, it's a mid-century modern furniture building that was abandoned and it's since just been kind of covered in graffiti. And someone wrote on it in very large pink letters on the side of the building. Maybe you guys saw this. It said, like, eat my ass. Has anyone seen that? <laughs> it's very funny. You guys are laughing. I don't personally deserve the laughs. The laughs do deserve to be sent to the person who wrote the graffiti. He's a very funny and talented individual. Um, <laughs> It was very large pink letters. Next to it was a very, like a bright pink tree. I took a photograph of the, of the Eat My Ass and the pink tree. I put it on Instagram. Instagram's a great social networking service if you ever need to share pictures with friends and family. I didn't create it, but definitely check it out. And um, my mother saw it, and she laughed at it, and she showed it to my grandparents, who are both in their late 80s. And my grandfather just thought it was funny, which, I mean, it is. And uh, my grandmother, who's like in her late 80s, lives in a very small town in Colorado, is very secluded from any type of culture whatsoever. Um, she just looked at it, and she's like, uh, what kind of store is that? She genuinely said that. Oh, it's so nice that you guys are laughing. I really wish that the laughter could be sent to her. She does need it deeply. Um, it's not for me. She said the funny thing. I didn't. Um, and then in response, my mother said, uh, she said it was a buffet place. That's what my mom said. Yeah, that's, that got the biggest laugh of all. I really do wish there was a way to bottle that laughter and send it to my mom. She is sick, been in a wheelchair my whole life. It is tragic. <laughs> okay. Stand-up comedy, right? These little funny little stories just told to you guys. I didn't invent the forum, but it's great to play with. Um, okay, I'm going to share one little story. This is—is uh, is anyone? I have a quick question. Um, is anyone here trapped in the system at all? Okay, a couple of people said yes. Most of you are so trapped you don't even realize it. It's crazy. It's insane. Um, we are all trapped in the system, in case you didn't realize it. Uh, I'll show you an example of someone who is so thoroughly trapped it blew my mind. I was um, at a, um, I was in an airport shuttle, taking an airport shuttle bus at the airport, and um, there was a woman driving the shuttle bus. She was like in her late 40s, and there was a guy who was also in his 40s, and we were both sitting on the shuttle together, and he asked her how her day was going, and she was like, Oh, not too great, not too great. You know, I hate being at work. Sometimes I'm just sick of being at work. And he's like, I know how that is. And she said, yeah, wish I had a money tree growing in my backyard, you know? If I had a money tree, I wouldn't have to come to work anymore. And this guy, in response, said, oh, yeah, that'd be great. And if you started growing money trees, just imagine how much you could sell them for. So, yeah, this guy is thoroughly trapped in the socioeconomic prison we all call home. She's envisioning a situation where she never has to work again, and he is so stuck that he, in his mind, just thinks of, like, a new job for himself where he sells these money trees. I like to think in his mind, he's like, yeah, you know, I hate the grind, hate the 9 to 5, so my money tree store will be open, like, 10 to 4, maybe, you know? Get a couple hours off, you know? Maybe, like, I would like to be closed on Sunday, but a lot of people do their gardening Sunday, so it'll be probably a seven days a week, 10 to 4 situation. That sounds like the life to me. That's like playing Grand Theft Auto and using a cheat code for unlimited lives but then only playing for like three minutes because you've got to go sell your money trees. There's a line out the door. Classic simile with a bit of misdirection. That's comedy, folks. Okay, um, my name is Andrew. Please enjoy the rest of your night. Thank you. Andrew Michaud, you guys. All right, we have one comic left. How are you guys feeling? Awesome, beautiful. I love the energy. And keep it going, you guys, for Joe Zimmerman. Thank you. It's such a hot crowd. I appreciate it in advance. <laughs> I didn't mean to open like that. Um, so thanks again. Thank you. Um, my name is Joe Zimmerman. I learned, um, I just learned you can set a Google alert to your own name, and Google will email you all the cool things that other people with your name are doing. <laughs> There's a javelin thrower named Joe Zimmerman who's killing it right now. 
There is a actor who's been cast in a bunch of movies. We're very proud of that, Jay-Z. I went on to LinkedIn thinking there might be 20 others. There were 400. There are doctors, lawyers, CEOs. It made me realize, I don't know if I would make the Forbes 400 wealthiest Joe Zimmermans. <laughs> Trying to make a name for myself. Having trouble making a name for myself just among people named me. It's very humbling. A lot of people think Google's making us dumb because we're so dependent on it, but I Googled it. It's not true. I do think it's distracting us. I had an important question to ask. I remember it was important. I remember opening up my computer, typing in what is my... But before I could finish, the thing that Google suggested was spirit animal. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, what is that? Because <laughs> you see other people and you know, right? You're like, owl. But nobody's ever told me mine, so I'm genuinely taking this online spirit animal quiz, hoping I'm a chocolate lab. I don't know if I've ever been more disappointed than to learn I'm a crow. Congrats, you're the scavenger bird. You're defensive. You're defensive. The crow likes laughing and eating. Everybody, everybody likes laughing and eating. At this point, it's almost like these online spirit animal quizzes are just making stuff up. So now I'm aggravated like a crow would be. I go back to Google, look up second opinion online spirit animal quiz. Because no way I'm a crow twice. This time I'm lying, trying to get chocolate lab. I'm like, love snuggling and being rescued. Come on. <laughs> Quiz number two told me I'm a cricket. <laughs> that's not a spirit animal. That's a spirit insect. I don't want a bug. I don't. So now crows starting to sound pretty good. Researching more about crows to learn a little bit more about my people. Type it into Google, are crows cool? Short version, they are. I recommend them. <laughs> there was a study done. Uh, I know you guys are like, this guy's not going to keep talking about crows, is he? <laughs> but I, I, I kind of need to. Uh, crows recognize individual human faces. That's so crazy. And there was a study done, I'll sum it up real quick. Basically, a scientist was mean to a crow. <laughs> and then released it, waited to see if the crow remembered him. Not only did it remember him, but it was like, I hate you. <laughs> and then it surprised him when it could tell, it could point him out in a crowd. It told other crows. It was like, that dude's cool. That dude's cool. That's the dude. <laughs> And then all those crows hated him and told even more crows. They're like, that's the man who bullied Jonathan. <laughs> that doesn't sound that crazy because we recognize other human faces, but that'd be the equivalent of us recognizing an individual crow's face. Like, <laughs> there he is. 
That's the one who stole my windowsill pie. <laughs> yeah, so don't mess with crows because they're smart. They hold grudges, and groups of crows are called murders. You know what groups of people are called? Groups. I'll tell you who else holds a grudge. Crow Zimmerman holds a grudge. I got a grudge against Google because I still can't remember my original question. Google's amazing, but the suggestions are too aggressive. How to lose weight, is that what you're going to ask? No. Why did you think I was going to ask that? I've been jogging. I was going to ask how to make money fast. That's what other people are asking. No. Wait, how fast? <laughs> so now I'm donating plasma. Which uh, also one way to lose a little weight. Joe, looking good. What's your secret? Less blood. But my pockets are heavier. I love the science stuff. I read an article that uh, a name, a person's name influences who you grow up to become in like, life. Like if your name's Dennis, you're more likely to be a dentist. If your name's Larry, you're more likely to be a lawyer. Um, Matts are more likely to be good at math or meth. It could go either way <laughs> on that one. I thought about it. My name's Joe. That's one letter away from joke. I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> my whole life comes down to that. And the more you look for it, the more you see it. Bernie Madoff, don't give that guy your money. His last name's Madoff, right? Uh, Brian Williams rhymes with Lion Williams. Just saying. It's topical. I looked up the dude who started Craigslist. First name's Craig. That's spooky. Yeah. Andre the Giant, seven feet tall. Last name was the Giant. You know he's going to be a big dude. If I ever have a kid, I got to be careful what, you what I want to name him. So I'm thinking maybe give him some, give him advantages. I'm thinking maybe astronaut smarty pants, or um, or quarterback powerhouse. Or I want him to be happy. Maybe sex a lot, billionaire. I want him to do good. Hey, you guys are hot. Thank you so much. My name is Joseph, and I appreciate it. That's Joseph, and more time for Joe. He was yes. great. That was a good show all around. It was a great show. I was very pleased with it. Woo! How you doing, Bucket Friends? You still dry as a dry thing? <laughs> dry as a bucket. Dry as a... Tampon I'm gonna put on next after I take out this one. You guys, woo! We did it. I'm Cameron Esposito. I'm Rhea Butcher. This weird is together. We're here every Tuesday night. Let's hear it one more time for everybody you saw on the show. See you guys. Have next week. a great rest of your week. Put your hands together. 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 
Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.